morning I would like to title my sermon as Don't Wait to See, Just Believe. Can you say that with me? Don't wait to see, just believe. In other words, we can even title the sermon as Walk by Faith, Not by Sight. Can you say that with me? Walk by faith, not by sight. You know, believing or having faith in God is very, very important for Christian life. Every step that we take in our spiritual life or in our material life, God expects us to have faith in God. Because at times, you know, things won't work out the way we want them to work out. But in the midst of all, God is expecting us to have faith on Him. We need faith to accept Lord Jesus as our Savior. Without that, it cannot come. It cannot happen. We accept Him as our Savior. That happens through faith. Even before that, to recognize that Jesus is the Son of the living God, we need faith. So we need faith for what? Even to recognize that Jesus is the Son of God. Can you say Son of God? Little more louder? Little more louder? Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God. Even to say that, even to accept that fact that we need faith. So as I said, every step that we take in our spiritual life requires faith. Our salvation is by faith. Our baptism is by faith. You know, otherwise it just looks like a ceremony. But it's not a ceremony. We do it by faith. When we are baptized in water, we believe that my old person has died. And the new one has risen. You know, we believe that. We have every system, every, 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 everything that we do in our Christian life is based on faith. And we need, to, we need to have that faith even to you know, take our Christian walk forward. Even we want to see the days which are yet to come in our lives, still we need faith. So faith is the, in fact, the faith is the only active ingredient in the life of a child of God. You all know medicines, right? So when they make the, the tablets... There is something called active ingredient and there is something else called inert ingredient or non-active ingredient. They are, they are also called fillers. Right? So there are active ingredients. So only these active ingredients will help towards healing. The rest are all just that material that fills that capsule. Right? So faith is something like an active ingredient in a medicine. So faith is the only, in fact, only active ingredient in the life of a child of God. When you think about faith, what scripture comes in your mind? Sorry? Hebrews? Just Hebrews? Hebrews 12.1? Are you sure 12 1? 11 1? We have a few more chapters. You're sure? It's 11 1? Okay, let's read what Hebrew 11 1 says. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is what? Can you say that again? Is the substance. Can you say substance? 
of things hoped for and the evidence can you say evidence evidence of things not seen now is it clear what is faith yes okay certain extent i'm sure you know it's not very clear so the writer of hebrews he's not defining faith here and at times we think we take this as a definition of our faith but he's not defining faith but rather he's showing what faith does in an operative sense in a real sense how faith works that's what the writer of hebrew is trying to tell here the substance there are two key terms here substance and evidence the substance that means that which stands under or in other words faith is the substance faith is the foundation of our life can you say foundation Faith is, faith is the substance on which we stand today. Faith is the foundation of our Christian life. Think about the people who lived in faith. They are gone. They are no more in this world. We talk about their faith. So faith is the substance. Faith is the foundation. And the second term that is used here is evidence. Another word is, another word is assurance. So literally this evidence is translated as title deed. You know what is title deed? If you're buying a car, there is a document which is given to you. You're buying a house, there is a document which is given to you that states that you are the owner of the house. That is called title deed. So let's read the scripture again. Now faith is the substance or foundation of things hoped for and the assurance or the title deed of things not seen. Think about your, you know, traveling from your nation to India, sorry, your nation to Canada, from wherever you are. You take the flight and before you just board on the flight, someone comes running to you and gives a document, gives an envelope to you. And you take the envelope and you open the envelope and that's a title deed for a house. The moment you land in Halifax, you need to drive to such and such a street and there is a house which is already purchased and it is already in your name how happy we will be right hallelujah praise the lord praise the lord and that's what we'll be saying if there is a house already given in our name that's what is title deed so what is faith faith is the substance of the foundation of things hoped for and the evidence or assurance of things not seen this may not be enough i just you know want you to still digest in your head that's what is faith we need to move further I want to take it a little further this morning. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Let's read that together. We'll have all the scriptures in the screen. So if you want, you can look at the screen too. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Can you say that with me? We walk by faith, not by sight. I want to talk about walking by faith this morning. Sorry, before walking by faith, I want to talk a little bit about walking by sight. This is very, very important. And this morning, let's make sure that, you know, we understand this very correctly. Walking by sight will lead to deception. Can you say that with me? Walking by sight will lead to deception. Listen to this. First of all, sight is very deceptive. Understand this. Sight is very, very deceptive. Our eye deceives sun rises in the east and sets in the west for thousands of years people were thinking that sun is revolving around the 
earth eye is very deceptive eye is deceptive the truth is earth is rotating ears are ears are ears can deceive ears are very deceptive you heard about the whistle of a moving train towards you that appears to be changing its frequency when it was far it is very in the high pitch and as the train passes through the plat inside inside of the platform the pitch lowers but actually the whistle is blown in the same frequency our ears are deceptive what about our feelings we are talking about not walking by sight what about our feelings our feelings can deceive us the very earth that we are standing today if you are exactly standing at the equator the earth moves with a speed of 1000 miles per hour do you feel anything we don't feel anything our feelings are deceptive our feelings are deceptive this morning bible is telling us walking by sight will lead us to deception do not trust in your senses do not trust in your senses you know this is very very important teaching do not trust in your senses you know we think our senses are telling us the truth but they are not they are not really telling us the truth we want let's let's look at this quote on the screen do not trust your senses when god interacts with human beings our feelings are stimulated right at times we feel goosebumps all of us go through it at times we feel warmth we feel electricity in our body sometimes we cry sometimes we clap sometimes we laugh we do many things there is nothing wrong because he is a god we are human right people are having different sensitivity in their spirit they respond to the spirit in that way continue reading that because he is god and we are human but these experiences never guarantee the presence or absence of god these sensations are not to be sought after but god alone has to be sought only through his word because our feelings and our senses can be deceptive at times listen to this i'm just going to take it further this morning sometimes when we pray we feel warmth it's possible but that doesn't tell you that you know god is very next to you or god is very far no that doesn't tell that we should not try to understand god by our emotions our and our feelings we go through feelings there is nothing wrong you know that's why we have the total freedom in this church somebody jumps somebody wants to clap somebody wants to cry we can do anything because i believe that god does that at times because our spirit spirit is very sensitive to god when when there is an interaction of human with divine certainly we go through all these things but what is important is that sight or the, the, the our 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 feelings can be deceptive let's let's take it further do not try to understand the intervention of god through our senses think about even people who meditate not in the godly way in the worldly way people who meditate they repeat certain words one after the other they repeat certain words and they go through certain amount of excitement in their mind when they do that we don't need god for that you know they do that that's happening around us 
people are asked to sit in a very comfortable position think about the meditation that people do around us they are running for that right i see some facebook posts saying that do you have a place where we can go for yoga do you have a place for to where we can go for meditation in halifax people are just running after that you need to go to and sit in a comfortable position and they will ask you to close your eyes and take a breath deep breath and focus and they will ask you to focus until the whole thing becomes a single point we need to know this and when that happens they'll see you'll start seeing streaks of lights you'll start hearing something in your ears this morning we are telling you eyes and ears are deceptive people end up in believing that that simply because our eyes and ears are deceptive think about the energy healing that's happening around us the reiki the reiki masters they channel the energy to their students they train their students there are level 1 certification level 2 and level 3 certification in reiki depending on to with whom they work they train and they channel their energy to their students it's true that's the reason people are going behind and these students they lay hands on the portions of the body and their belief is the energy flows through their body their hands into their body releasing stress and tension by creating a very deep relaxation and you know what reiki masters they they claim that they can heal any kind of diseases including cancer you will come across testimonies of such healings but nothing is from god they are not from god you know this morning we are trying to understand god is expecting us not to walk by sight but he wants to wa- us to walk by faith let let's read this quote to the next quote when we worship god this is very important i want you to understand in the context when we worship god our senses become sensitive to the supernatural and we get excited don't we i love that kind of worship when we worship god you know with all excitement with all of us singing and clapping that's good but when we start looking for these excitement you know we see people come to church only to get this excitement not to see god not to see god but when we start looking for these excitements we lose focus from god and certain rhythm sequence of words or drum beats are capable of generating the same excitement and more we take our focus out of god and try to give importance to the sensations our worship may continue the same excitement may continue but god may not be there how many churches across the world they come to church they do all kind of wicked things in the world they come to church they lift up their hands and they start praising god they will go in that emotion thinking that god is there those drum beats and those repeated words that the, the new songs that nowadays the songs that are coming out those songs are capable of generating that excitement within us it happens even when we worship too but in the midst of all let's not forget to seek god seeking god is important not the excitement is secondary when our mind is focused on god when we are all excited when singing hallelujah jumping and praising and clapping god praying in tongues and all those things as long as our mind is fixed on god and nothing else it's a true worship otherwise it is a fake worship 
you know our sight gets deceived very easily this morning we are talking about the we are addressing the first part of it so our senses are not reliable i want you to come to that understanding our senses are not reliable we cannot rely depend on our senses there is only one thing that is reliable in the whole world is the word of god can you say that with me the word of god the word of god is the only i'm reading from numbers chapter 23 verse 19 god is not a man god is not a man that he should lie nor a son of man that he should repent has he said and will he not do or has he spoken and will he not make it good has god lied ever no god never lies only we can trust in the word of god we cannot trust in our senses but we can trust in the word of god i want to read from isaiah 55:11 so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what i please and it shall prosper in the thing for which i send it word of god is reliable isaiah 48 says very beautiful scripture the grass withers flowers fade but the word of god stands forever word of god is very powerful word of god never lies instead of depending on my expressions my feelings my excitements i want to trust in the word of god it's all part of my life but i want to give importance to the word of god what the word of god says i want to read one more scripture roman 10:17 Roman 10:17 Bible says so then faith comes by hearing and it is reassured hearing only the word of god faith comes by hearing the word of god did you listen to the scripture ever it doesn't say by reading does it say by reading no it doesn't say reading it says faith comes by hearing so not by reading does it come by someone listening someone reading does it say that no it says faith comes by hearing what does it mean when you take the scripture when you read the word of god the spirit of god speaks within you we need to hear the ears to we need to have the ears to hear what the spirit of god is telling you know otherwise this you know the scripture is like any other book bible is like any other book but when we take the scriptures in our hands when we read the portion of the scripture faith comes by hearing hearing to whom the author of the book the author of the book it's good a message you know give you goosebumps it message will enlighten certain things it will help you to tell some truth but still you are not hearing still you are not hearing we need to hear from the word of god from the holy spirit you know those who are having this experience you know they are so blessed they will not go astray they will not go astray because you are reading from the right from the right source and you are listening to the author of the book now that's a blessing and you know we need to get into that level of you know we need to have that kind of experience in our lives when we take a scripture portion are we able to listen to god this morning we are talking about god doesn't want us to walk by sight think about the people of israel in the old testament miracle after miracle they have seen what can we all stand for a moment can we all stand for a moment in the book of you know numbers and exodus we see children of israel they were walking in the wilderness and as they were walking in the wilderness they were seeing miracle after miracle one after the other 
you know psalm 106 if you ever read read psalm 106 this is how psalm 106 says the psalmist says children of israel will not go there children of israel did not remember the wonders and mercies they went into their wicked things they rebelled against god but god wanted to save them then he saved them through the red sea and when they came out of the red sea he already destroyed all the adversaries listen to this he destroyed all the adversaries bible says in 106 12 then they believed god when they believed after seeing all these miracles of god then they believed old testament phenomena but in the new testament the bible also says then they have then they gave praises then they believed his word and they sang praises because god brought them out of the situation a new testament believer starts with the praise starts with the praise i praise you lord because you are going to do it in my life i have not seen that happening yet but i believe walking by faith they walked by sight but god is asking us to walk by faith please be seated i want you to think about the centurion the centurion came running to jesus and he asked my servant is about to die my servant is about to die and jesus said i will come to your house to heal him and what the centurion said i am not worthy that you should come under my roof but speak a word that my servant will be healed we're talking about walking by sight so there's a great difference between walking by sight and walking by faith so we talked a little bit about walking by sight let's move further number two walking by faith is walking with no understanding the reference scripture is proverbs 3 5 to 7 proverbs 3 5 to 7 walking by faith is walking with no understanding can you say no understanding no understanding at all proverbs 3 5 to 7 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding can you say that trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding verse 6 in all your ways what should we do acknowledge him and he shall direct your path now very important scripture for a life that's going to be that need to be built on faith first of all just want to break that break that into three number one lean not on your understanding very simple god is telling us walking by faith is walking with no understanding god doesn't want us to lean on our understanding you know our understanding is limited our understanding is based on the past what we did in the past what we heard what we have seen our understanding is based on that and now what is our understanding to fulfill all our desires to fulfill all that we want to get that's this that's what is our understanding our understanding is based on calculations you know sometimes we calculate if this happened in my life this is what i will do and this requires this much expense and probably i need to buy i need to borrow this much amount and this much amount i want to go to the bank for loan right so we are very calculative so that's what is our understanding and our understanding really cannot fulfill god's will because our understanding is based on what we know bible says do not lean on your own understanding what does it mean and i was thinking of think of, i was thinking about our forefathers think about abraham 
When Abraham, God spoke to Abraham saying that you need to take your son Isaac to the mount to sacrifice. I just thought about it. If he would have, you know, literally if he would have just lean on his understanding a little bit, he would have thought about how it's going to be. Am I going to kill my own son? He was not leaning on his understanding. No. Not even a single bit, a bit of it. He was not leaning on his own understanding at all. That's what is faith. Think about Daniel before he was thrown into the lion's den. He was not leaning on his own understanding. Otherwise, he would not have, he would have refused. He would have even denied God. No, he did not do that. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they know all the signs of fire. And you know how much hot the fire can be. You know, before even even jump into that into the fire, you will get, you know, whatever consumed or even sublimated, whatever. It will happen to you. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They did not depend on their own understanding. No. Stephen, before he even got cured, he, got, he was turned to death. He did not depend on his own understanding. No. You know, God is telling us, if we need to build our faith, life of faith, we cannot depend on our own understanding. And he says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. How do we acknowledge our God? In all the things that we do, we want to give glory to whom? Glory to God. Acknowledging God. Honoring God in everything that we do. And knowing God's will for our lives. And if you acknowledge Him, allowing Him to direct our path. Lord, let your will be done in my life, Lord. You know, when we pray, for, pray to God for His will to happen in our lives, we see God bringing the right people in the right time and you know God will orchestrate everything for us things will happen just things will happen if we give our lives to the will of God and thirdly he says do not be wise in your own eyes you know sometimes we think we know we know everything right don't we think that when I talk to some of you the way you talk so I know everything Right? Now, sometimes we may be the experts. Right? So we know everything. If we ask um, Meenakshi that, you know, she's a nutrition. Right? She knows every bit of it. Right? And if we ask somebody, you know, you may be a nurse. If I can't really come and argue with you, you know, because you know everything. Sometimes we are the experts in everything. But God says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Right? God's foolishness is much much greater than the world's wisdom God's foolishness you can't even think about God's foolishness if at all there is a little bit of foolishness God forgive me <laughs> that is much greater than the human wisdom he is God we are just human so Bible says, do not lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him and do not be wise in your own eyes. That simply means, do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about, you know, when we depend on our own understanding, that's the time we will start worrying about tomorrow. What Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 to 34. Therefore, do not worry, saying, can you read that with me? This is what we say exactly. What shall we 
eat. What do we do for lunch today? Right? That's what we worry about. When you go home, what do we do for lunch? Do not worry. What do we eat? Or what do we drink? Or what shall we wear? Verse 32, for all these things, who seeks? The Gentile seeks. Who are those Gentiles? Those who walk by sight. Did you get that? Those who walk by sight, they seek all these things. They keep all this worry in their heads. Now, I've seen some of you just sitting like this, you know, as if you just lost everything in your life. You're walking by sight. You're walking by sight. Do not walk by sight. Right? I'm seeing your faces now. Do not walk by sight. For all these things, who seeks? Gentiles they seek. For your heavenly father, read this, this is very beautiful. Your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. 33, but, caution, seek first the kingdom of God. I know this alone is the message today maybe. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Verse 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry and its own thing, about its own thing, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. God is saying, let's not walk by sight. Let's walk by faith. Let's walk by faith. Faith of Abraham, faith of Daniel, faith of Isaac. Let's move further. Number three, walking by faith is walking a life of prayer. Walking by faith is a walking a life of Prayer. I want to read Psalm 37 verses 4 and 5 from New, New English Translation. Then you will take delight in the Lord. Then you will take delight in the Lord and he will answer your prayers. Commit your future to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act on your behalf. Walking a life of faith is walking a life of prayer. Walking a life of prayer. Then you take delight in the Lord and he will answer your prayer. You know, when God answers our prayer, he exactly helps us to trust in him. And our future is in the hand of God, in the hands of God. You know, I was just thinking about this scripture. It's a very, very important scripture that tells us how much prayer is important when you want to walk by faith. We are all worried about our future. All of us. All of us. So prayer can do two things. Just remember this. Prayer can reveal the will of God. Number one. And number two, prayer can implement the will of God. Can you say that with me? Number one, prayer can reveal the will of God. And number two, only prayer implements God's will in our lives. Prayer reveals the will of God. Proverbs 16, 25. You know, there are many options in front of us. We are not sure which option to select. Do we come across that situation in our lives? But in the midst of all, we want to do the will of God. There are many options. Right? Think about your own life. There are many girls. Your father aligned in front of you. You need to select which one you will marry. Right? Yeah, I see some of the heads. Few heads are nodding. Right? Options. Many options in front of you. The place where we'll stay. The place where we live. The job that what we do. Many options in front of you. In front of us. Proverbs 16.25 says, There is a way that seems right to man. Now God is not trying to put us down. But God is telling us, This is what you know. This is what you know. 
There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. So what is the solution? Prayer. Only prayer can reveal the will of God. Jesus was very careful. Even before he was you know, about to face the cross, he was very, very careful to do the will of God. You know what he did to make sure that he does the will of God? He went into the garden of Gethsemane. He went into the garden of Gethsemane. I want you to read that scripture. Luke chapter 22 verses 39 to 42. Coming out, he went to Mount Olives as he was accustomed and his disciples also followed him. Verse 40, Luke chapter 22. When he came to the place, he said to the disciples, pray that you may not enter into temptation. He told that very clearly to the disciples. Just pray so that you will be careful. You will also do the will of God. Just pray. Verse 41. And he was withdrawn from the above a stone throw. And he knelt down and prayed. Jesus knelt down and prayed. Saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. You know, Jesus was very careful to fulfill the will of God. How much you and I need to be careful to do the will of God. Let's not do anything that's not the will of God in our lives. That's not going, that's not going to bring blessings to us. And Jesus prayed. Why he prayed? So that he will do the will of God. So prayer, number one, prayer reveals the will of God. Number two, prayer implements the will of God. You know, when God's will gets implemented, it's not easy. You can do your own thing. Things will happen easily. But when God's will gets implemented, listen to me, when God's will gets implemented in your life, there are so many oppositions. Because devil doesn't want you to do the will of God. Devil wants you to do your own way, your own wishes. When God's will gets implemented in your life, it's not going to be easy. It's tough. It's tough. Why? Because there is so much pressure. When we try to fulfill the will of God, there are so many things working against us. Because simple reason is you are trying to do the will of God. You know, opposition comes on your way. Family may neglect you. Family may reject you. People may not even care about you. Simple reason is you are trying to do the will of God. You are trying to do the will of God. That's the reason the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4. For, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. The works of the enemy need to be brought down in our lives when we try to do the will of God. When that has to happen, you need the strength of God because God has already you know, clothed us with the armor of God. We have everything within us and we need to fight because we know that the enemy is trying to work against us because we are trying to do the will of God you know enemy, enemy is against us and now it's a time to bring him down we need to bring him down God wants us to put on the whole armor of God as he says in Ephesians chapter 6 and you know when you closely think about the armor of God I just want you to throw a little light on this and move further most of them, most of them are defensive weapon most of them are defensive weapon what are they? Waste girded, girded with truth. Breastplate of righteousness. And the feet shod with gospel shoes. And then what? Shield of faith. Helmet of salvation. They all are good to protect us. They are defensive weapon. They are just good to defense. If an arrow is thrown 
Your shield will protect you. Defensive weapon. Now there are two offensive weapons. What are they? Take the sword of the spirit. And with prayer. Two offensive weapons. Sword of the spirit. What is sword of the spirit? What is sword of the spirit? Word of God. Word of God and then prayer. Two offensive weapons with which God wants us to destroy the work of the enemy. Only those two. Word of God and prayer. Word of God and prayer. Walking by faith is walking a life of prayer. So prayer helps us to find God's will. Prayer helps us to implement God's will finally. Number four. Walking by faith is walking by not seeing. Can you say not seeing? Not seeing. Walking by faith is walking by not seeing. When Jesus died, the disciples were so afraid. They were totally depending on Jesus, thinking that he, is, he will help them when he starts ruling. But then instead, Jesus was caught and he was crucified and he was killed. The disciples were so afraid. And they all gathered in the room. And they closed the room because they were so afraid of the Jews. And when they closed the room, who came there? Jesus appeared to the disciples. And Thomas was not there at that time. He went out. He, was, he had gone out. And when Thomas came back, Jesus' disciples said, Come on, Thomas, we saw Jesus. And Thomas did not believe. And Thomas said, no, 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 it's not possible. Jesus was crucified and he was buried. How is it possible? And he said, even if Jesus comes in front of me, what do we do? I want to put my fingers in the nail print. And I want to touch him. And I want to feel him. Then only I will believe. Now, some of us are like that, right? Most of us are like that. I want to see. Otherwise, I'm not going to believe. And Jesus appeared to Thomas again. And this is what Jesus said, John chapter 20, verse 29. Jesus said to Thomas, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Can you say that second part with me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. I have not seen Jesus. Have you seen? I have not seen Jesus. Right? So we believe Jesus not because he appeared to us in a dream. We believe Jesus because God's word says. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus would have appeared to somebody for some reason, especially when people are you know, coming out of non-christian religions God had to make them make him so real to them Jesus would have appeared but then today you don't need Jesus to appear in front of you we have the word of God we have the word of God you know, this, is, this, this, this scripture made me to think blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed believing without seeing is a blessing believing without seeing God is a blessing we have never seen Jesus, but we believe. You know, only walking by faith, only walking by not seeing, 
Not trying to see. You know, there are people that today, they fast and fast for 10 days, 20 days, 30 days. Jesus, can you appear to me? Foolishness. Foolishness. We don't want to believe Jesus by seeing him. We want to see him. We want to believe in him by not seeing him. You know, it's, it's difficult theology. But you need to just help me. Only walking by faith takes us to eternal heaven. Walking by sight will take us to eternal hell. There is no doubt about it. Try to see, start walking by sight. Just walk around the city. Just start walking by sight. You would have lost all your salvation when you start walking by sight. And I mean it, really. Start trying to start, you know, go by sight. Street by street in the city. By the time you come home, your wife need to lay hands on you and pray for you. Again for salvation. Lord, save this person. Walking by sight will lead us to eternal heaven. Our salvation is not by sight. As I said, our baptism is not by sight. It is by faith. Now the things that God has prepared for us in the future, we have not seen any of those things. But we believe. You know, this is important part of the message. We believe. We believe the bodily resurrection of the believers. We believe that God is going to rise us one day because Jesus rose from the dead. We believe that God is going to, we have not seen anybody rising from the dead yet, but we believe that God is, we are talking about walking by faith. God is going to rise us one day. Paul writes very beautifully in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the body is sown in corruption and it is going to rise in incorruption. The body is, going, is sown in natural but it is going to raise spiritual things which we have not seen, but we believe. You know, Bible says, Paul writes saying that you have an eternal home. Have you believed that statement ever? In 2 Corinthians 5, we are going to read that. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1 and verses 6 to 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. Very beautiful scripture. Read this with me. For we know that if our earthly house this tent refers to our house, it refers to our body. This tent is destroyed. We have a sorry. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in heavens. A house that is not made with hands. We have not seen that, but I believe that because scripture says. I believe that. And verse 6, so we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. We are not with the Lord yet because we are in this body. Verse 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. You know, that is the context Paul is writing. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Verse 8, we are confident. Yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. The moment we close our eyes, we are going to be absent from this body, but moment we close our eyes, we are going to be present with the Lord. You know, that is what we believe. That is the hope we hold today. We have not seen. Blessed are those who have not seen, but yet believing. We haven't seen the new heaven yet. We haven't seen the new earth yet, but we believe. We haven't seen the new Jerusalem, but we believe. We have not seen the streets of gold yet. We have not seen the streets, trees, tree of life. We have not seen the sea, sea of glass. 
We have not seen the pearly gates, but we believe. We believe. Blessed are those they believe, not seeing yet. I want to read two scriptures and close. Revelation 19:9. Then the Spirit of God said to John, Write this. Revelation 19:9. Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Revelation 19:9. Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We know that there is a marriage supper of the Lamb. We believe it. Revelation 22, 14. Blessed are those who do His commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life. The tree of life that Adam and Eve lost in the Garden of Eden. We are going to have access to the tree of life. That's how we are going to live with the Lord eternally forever and ever. This morning, God is telling us to walk by faith, not by sight. Shall we all stand for a moment?